There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined today by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today? It's going great. This is a this is definitely a growing podcast. We're really excited to be here and to see all the listens we've been having recently. It's awesome. You guys are blowing up the podcast out there, and we appreciate it so much. This is your weekly Apex Legends podcast. We're going back to more of the weekly schedule at this point right now. And we're excited that we got a big episode for you guys today. Hopefully we can try and keep it under that one hour mark, but it's going to be close, I think. Yeah. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. Today we're going to be going over some news, leaks, rumors, another legend concept, introducing a new segment called Mastering the Legends, which we will be explaining later. And we're going to wrap it up with a bunch of five-star Apple review questions. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We try to post a lot of the stuff that we uh, talk about on there, get you guys some visuals to back that stuff up. But with that, let's get into the news. Just a heads up for all you guys today, we're recording about two days earlier than we normally do. And so if any news drops on Monday or Tuesday, we'll be covering that next week. And we have not played the limited time mode yet that's coming out on Tuesday, but we are thrilled to talk about it. And with that, the first big thing, we got the release name of season five fortune's favor you like it i do like it i think it definitely ties into loba and what her uh kit is going to look like so i definitely like the the fortune callback there yeah it'll be cool uh i definitely like the we've seen some like the wraith skins that were leaked that have like the spades and uh card faces on them and stuff and so we're leaning into like gambling kind of thing which is always fun But anyways, with that big release, we also got news that Season 5 was going to be pushed back one week to May 12th, and the new limited time mode, the Battle Armor event, will be be beginning on April 28th. Before we dive into the Battle Armor event, what are your thoughts just on Respawn having to push back the new season by one week? Yeah, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to get too upset about it. You know, they're working remotely. Um, It sounds like this is going to be quite a big season, Um, and so... You know, I'm not upset about it. I think we can all hold tight, enjoy the extra week of uh, season four and just wait. Yeah, well said. Um, they are doing unprecedented things. We're right now trying to figure out if we can record a podcast remotely, uh, much less bust out a new update on a game and make sure everything's running perfectly. I'd rather they do what they need to do now uh, than just like push something out that's got bugs and problems and all sorts of things. I'm just so amazed at everything they have been able to do in the last month and just that everything's pretty much gone off without a hitch. It's been really cool to see. But with that, let's dive a little bit into the Battle Armor event. And so I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown of what the dates and scheduling are going to look like. But essentially, the Battle Armor event is testing uh, what is going to happen if people are given the opportunity to drop in with P2020s and different levels of armor. So from April 28th to May 2nd, you'll be dropping in with white armor and the P2020. Uh, May 2nd to May 6th, level 2 or blue armor. May 6th to May 9th, level 3 purple armor. And the cool fun note that the developers put in with this update is that they were just expecting to see some really drawn out long fights in that mode. Just because everybody's going to have really great armor off the drop. It'll be really fun. I think you'll see a lot of like big damage games though, especially because of that. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. 
And then lastly, we have from May 9th to May 12th, Evo armor plus the P2020 off the drop. What are your first initial thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, you know, initially we both kind of reacted a bit negatively to it just because it's such a radical change to the game and just this entire genre. Um, but after kind of talking it through, uh, I think we both came to the realization that this is a cool thing for them to, just to try. Mm-hmm. And really it's playing off of a little bit of what Warzone has experienced, uh, dropping in with a pistol. And having mm-hmm. success with it. Yeah. And uh, it also is in response to kind of the competitive scene and this minimizing the RNG in the game. So I'm, I'm really excited to try it out and we'll see. Yeah, there's been a lot of complaints about RNG and Apex from streamers and professional players. And if this became a permanent thing, this is really Apex deciding that, you know, professional play, competitive play is something that they want to value and really push towards because this is something that definitely veers from that battle royale genre. Yeah, and just talking about RNG and loot in general, Ever since they did some balancing to King's Canyon, I have felt it a lot. I know they just increased the volume, mm-hmm. but just today I dropped in to duos right outside pit on King's Canyon and picked up two pairs of gold armor. So the loot is very strong in this the game right now. Awesome. Like it's hard to complain about loot. I definitely feel by end game I'm very set up. Uh, definitely on King's Canyon. Yeah. The developers mentioned that the concept of dropping in with Evo armor is something that a lot of people have been asking for, and they're excited to see how it unfolds. What are your thoughts on specifically just the Evo armor? I know your gut reaction was, that's too much. Like, that is an extreme. I definitely feel like having the Evo armor is a bit uh, crazy, just because from my perspective, leveling it up is so easy. Right now, I mean, after one firefight, all you have to do is 225 damage to get purple armor. Yeah. And then, you know, you're on the way to getting red. And I see if this became the new game where you drop in with the P2020 and Evo, it's going to be a lot harder for new players because they're going to start with a lot less armor than everybody else. And they will really, I feel like it'll be pretty predatory. Yeah. Honestly. We'll see. That's definitely what it is, though, is it it is a push for the better players. Like, this is something that will help people that are good at the game. You know, I honestly think that the Evo armor is a little crazy. Um, If they had done it before they made these changes to the Evo, but now, just like you're saying, it's so easy to get that it would be ridiculous. And the last little piece of thing from the Battle Armor event patch was They mentioned that this is just one way they're going to start experimenting with the core gameplay of Apex Legends, and they're going to be excited to introduce even more twists in Season 5 and beyond. Oh yeah. I love twists, I love changes, it'll be fun. I think that they've got some really cool things up their sleeve, and you know, it's just a very competitive landscape now in gaming, and it'll be exciting to see what they end up doing. Yeah, overall, the last thing I'll say, just kind of in regards to this event, is Having game mechanics that reward aggression uh, is definitely interesting and could potentially shift things in the meta. Yeah, I like Um, it. it, So this thing, as much as I'm a bit hesitant to it, I am still excited. uh, And it could be exactly what we're calling for and just kind of a a shift of the meta from 
a bit defensive to maybe a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, if you had Evo armor when you're dropping in on ranked, I think you'd see a lot more teams go down at the beginning just because it would be really important to rack up that early damage mm-hmm. and get that armor guaranteed. For sure. Next kind of thing we have has been really floating around Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, and it's a couple reworks for some legends. And it's from at wicked underscore fool on Twitter. The first one we're going to go over is an Octane rework. And pretty much I'll just go through the abilities. Tactical ability is stimmed up. Move 30% faster for 6 seconds, but the cost of health. While stimmed, you may throw grenades further. Aim down sights. Reload and swap weapons faster. Your physical skills like jumping and climbing are also improved slightly. Very cool. Yeah. Passive ability. Swift mind, swift end. Automatically restores health over time when out of combat. And secondly... Use a stim on a downed opponent to make them bleed out faster. Last but not least, ultimate ability, jump pad. Develop a jump pad that catapults teammates in the air. As an experienced jumper, you get more lift and distance than any other legends. Yeah, so that last one, the ultimate, fine with that. Yeah. Not much to talk about, but those first two, kind of exciting. Um, Looking at the tactical, uh, having more speed. Which is very nice. We Something definitely, we've been saying for a while. Octane should be the fastest, period. Yeah. Um, and that would greatly help. Uh, but this idea of being able to have a fast mags, being able to reload faster, is a very good ability. Um, and I'd be excited to see it in the game. And so giving you know a character or a legend fast reload pretty much in every single fight would be really good. Yeah, it'd be really cool. I mean... I think the whole jumping and climbing are also improved slightly is interesting concept. I really like everything that's going on with that and the tactical ability. The one that the passive doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, you know, it's the same as is, as it is now, but additionally adding the use a stim on a downed opponent to make them bleed out faster. I don't think that's something like they would be adding anytime because I don't think they want to um, push away people from using that execution and that's kind of what that is and something that we talk a lot about is that the best legends have an ability to help their team and better their team yeah and so movement or healing if we're looking at an octane rework that really wants to like send him into that top tier i think he has to have the ability to stim his teammates in some way whether that gives him speed boast quicker healing or something yeah agreed Next, we have the Mirage rework. You know I love Mirage reworks. We've probably talked about this on the pod a lot. We could call this the Mirage Party. And you know what? I would be okay with that. Uh, We might have to patent that one. Uh, The first one is a tactical ability, totally psyched out. Send out a decoy that can interact with zip lines, ladders, and balloons. Two-second delay, and each new decoy cancels the previous one. Passive ability, sleight of hand. Cloak while stationary, using any consumable or reviving a teammate. While cloaked, you are not fully invisible. And last but not least, emergency dance party. Deploy five decoys that mirror your actions to distract your enemies while you stay invisible. First thoughts. I definitely like uh, the tactical, uh, pretty much giving you unlimited decoys. Um, Yeah. And two second delay is small. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that that is pretty good. It wasn't what I was, you know, anticipating, and this is not official. This is just a concept. 
um, you know, I was really anticipating that they bump it up to having two decoys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this kind of structure is definitely intriguing, as well as kind of the the semi smart decoys being able to interact with the environment a bit smarter and this is realistic like a lot Mm -hmm. of people including myself have talked about like having smart decoys that can like run around and jump and aim and stuff and that is just so hard to build into the game but you know being able to like send a decoy up a zip line before you would be really helpful and kind of cool and you know it could be really confusing too and you could get a lot of really good plays out of that for sure yeah i'm in love with this passive though just because i think that mirage needs a passive that doesn't require him to die Mm -hmm. to be used and i think that they really need to lean into that cloaking ability of him because like the decoy is cool and all but i mean his staple the emergency uh dance party like the ultimate is being invisible and having a passive that is using that would be cool and i think it's not like overpowered because you have to be stationary for it to work i like it too this wasn't one that i had ever really thought about but being able to turn invisible while healing i think would be really helpful and you know when you do put on shields you do get that glow effect once you're done so it's kind of like a light it would give away your position mm-hmm. uh, but before you got there you'd be able to to heal and i think that that is a very good passive um i think that it would be fine to put in the game yeah and we've talked a lot about the emergency dance party ability but just Real quick, do you have anything else do you want to say? I honestly just think that his ultimate should have a longer duration. I think you should be able to remain invisible for longer. Definitely. 50% longer. Like, I just feel like I try to use it to flank teams, and it's just not nearly long enough to do that. It's not even long enough to, like, really escape either, yeah, it, especially because of how loud you are while you're invisible. Yeah, I got shot while I got shot and eliminated while running away invisible just this uh, last game and so i think it just needs to be a bit longer yeah that wraps up the reworks the last little bit of news we have is the third hollow card was found in harvester and if you actually take the hollow card points and draw a straight line between them it looks like they're leading to just about the loot vault outside a train yard and it is expected that the next teaser will be something that actually showcases the character model of loba very exciting yeah, for sure. I hope that we see her soon in game. And I just love what they're doing with this whole building the teasing and lore and all that. It's really awesome the what they do. Anticipation. Like, I know you're very excited for Loba. She's your main. Obviously, Already, you're yeah. pretty connected. Uh, but we're really excited to see what that ultimate looks like and kind of how that passive plays out as well. It'll be really cool, I think. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah. And with that, let's dive into the legend concept submitted from Jacob. Henry, I'll have you take this one away. All right, so the legend's name is Barricade. Barricade was a was Forge's cousin and his biggest fan. He bet big on Forge and won big. He watched Forge murdered live and immediately wanted revenge. Being rich from all of his bets on Forge, he paid big bucks to find Revenant's location. When he found he had joined the Apex Games, he prepared himself to join. Kind of a cool backstory lore on that i love it all backstory together. i just love the lore of this game yeah very good and it's cool to always see how they're tied into uh, joining the apex games yeah, again for sure so let's get into the abilities starting off with the passive light step you do not take damage from barbed wire you cannot be tracked tactical barbed wire pack 
Drop a barbed wire pack. It deals four damage a second and slows enemies. It does not hurt your teammates. And finally, the ultimate barricade in his namesake. Deploy a portable barricade. Standing near it gives fast healing. Kind of a cool legend idea. A lot of defensive capabilities here. Yeah, I honestly, when I, I read this for the first time, and I, I thought it was a really cool idea. I mean, the idea of, you know, just being able to create artificial cover is something that is really prominent in our meta right now. But I personally think that we get a lot of legend concepts, and most of the ones I see online are like really, really overpowered legends. But I'm honestly looking at this, and I'm like, Maybe like I think this could be, you know, buffed a little bit in a way. Like it would be really cool. Like I love the idea of a barbed wire pack. It seems like it'd play so similar to caustic though that I don't think it's something that would like be introduced unless like if we could do like barbed wire and like almost have it like be a door, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I it's think, not like on the ground. I think this uh the barbed wire concept here just needs a bit more because it doesn't hurt your teammates so it's kind of an upgrade from caustic there yeah but it doesn't obscure any visibility uh which is a plus and a minus but it also doesn't say it reveals you know where they're at necessarily it's i do not like a decoy yeah. or hitting a fence where it notifies everybody i love that he's forge's cousin though and so i was honestly like when i read the background i was like oh man is he going to be like a boxer too or something and so, like, he could be one of those characters that gets, like, a million passives, like Lifeline, and you could give him, like, an increased melee damage or something. That'd like, be cool. It'd be really cool. Um, I think he's a fun legend, and I love the portable barricade. Um, do you think, like, a portable barricade would be better than, like, what Gibraltar's tactical is right now? Like, how would you make it better than the tactical? Because obviously it would need to be as an ultimate. Yeah, being an ultimate, I think that's quite a tricky thing to get clear i don't really have a great picture of this barricade in my head is this like a uh, a shield like a, a a shield wall that first thing that came to my mind was like a shield wall and the way i think you make it really good and viable is it's permanent it doesn't have a cooldown ah and so it that doesn't go away until it's destroyed or something like that maybe not even destroyed it just becomes a wall like within the game Oh my gosh. Uh, that's how it would be like a really good legend in my opinion. But that'd be really fun. If you could make something with the same health as a Gibraltar Dome and have a unlimited duration, that's kind of a cool idea. Especially because that would play in the competitive meta a lot because then you'd have a lot more teams playing the outside of the ring not worried about getting cover because they can create it themselves in a way. The terminology barricade also sends me back to the musical Les Mis and being able to like Whoa. climb up on the barricade. <laughs> okay. We're getting yeah, yeah, cultured yeah. here on the getting cultured. <laughs> but if you could like go up onto the barricade and uh, use it as cover as well. So you can heal, you can hide behind it. It would, you know. So now we just want body, a legend also, that creates a fortress. Yeah. Yeah. A small fortress. Small but fortress, a fortress. But a fortress. You got to be good to compete with these legends nowadays. I like it. I you think do. it's fun. I think that's a great idea. Thank you so much for the submission, Jacob. If you guys ever want to submit a legend concept, uh, please shoot us an email, thethirdpartypod at gmail.com. That's the best way for us to read through and get it all into the show docs from there. Next thing is our brand new segment we're excited to introduce. It's called Mastering the Legends. And so essentially, we would like to give you guys all a deep, in-depth dive 
on a lot of the legends. Um, this is something though that we will be honest, like I'm not going to be able to, today we're going to talk about Gibraltar and I'm not going to be able to speak on Gibraltar a lot. We want these to be legends that we've played a lot and we feel like we can actually speak to. And so these episodes probably won't be too common just because we will have a lot of playing to do to prepare for them. But if you guys ever do have any legends you really want pushed to the front of this, please DM us and maybe we'll try and, you know, throw away eight hours of our lives playing one legend. Sure. Um, Yeah, but today we got the fortified legends. So we're going to go through Gibraltar, Caustic, kind of give you guys tips on how to play them, um, tips for playing with them, and, you know, just overall how to improve your play as these legends. And hopefully we have some stuff in here that is applicable for both the people that have been playing forever as one legend and are trying to find someone new to play and, you know, just need some beginner stuff. With that, though, let's start with Gibraltar. Henry, as the Gibraltar main, take this one away. You know, I'll, I'll really just listen here and ask you some questions. <laughs> All right, good. Thanks for the support. So as the resident Gibraltar specialist here and kicking off the, uh, the Mastering the Legends segment, um, pretty much Gibraltar is huge in the meta. A lot of people are playing him. Um, he's considered a very good legend, if not the best. We've ranked him as the highest uh, in our past episode. Uh, and so, you know, we wanted to talk about Gibraltar a little bit just to kind of give some tips to the new players that are hopping aboard this Gibraltar train. It's a um, good train to be on. Yeah. I wish I could love. be on it. <laughs> You're too busy with your main. But uh, pretty much the first piece of advice is aim down sights. Uh, use that gun shield uh, to the fullest potential. Um, hip firing really hurts Gibraltar a little bit. You know, if you're using a shotgun um, and hip firing it or an SMG or even a LMG, um, hip firing is not great with Gibraltar. Really focus on aiming down sights. Uh, you're going to thank yourself because you're going to be more accurate, uh, but you're also going to have a 50 HP arm shield between you and the target. So very big tip. Uh, you're not like other legends like Wraith are going to be more agile and they can, you know, jump around and hip fire and things like that. But with Gibraltar, you just want to stay on those gun sights and make sure you're hiding behind that shield. Maximize that gun shield for sure. That's all that we have to say. I'll just speak to the being the enemy of Gibraltar. When you see a gun shield, you got to run away 90% of the time. Or just say, I can only hit headshots now because it really does soak up a lot of damage. Yeah. Second thing I want to mention is regarding the movement of Gibraltar, he's a very large legend. Um, and so you are a bit limited in how you can get away or get into fights quickly. Uh, but what I'll say is strafing and crouching are still very viable uh, movement tactics for Gibraltar in fights, uh, moving left to right and crouching in order to kind of minimize that size while still uh, remaining under the gun shield. So crouching and firing uh, is really good. Um, just kind of tying back to the first point, jumping, in my experience, I've put a lot of hours into Gibraltar. I don't think that it really helps that much. Uh, you're not moving your character as much as other ones are uh, when you jump. And I feel that you only hurt yourself by jumping because it's hard to aim down sights and jump. So sometimes you drop the shield, big hurt, and it's just going to make you less accurate. It's better to kind of hunker down, accept your role as the tank, and strafe. I'm learning so much. I'm glad. Are you taking notes? I, I'm taking all the notes Good, right now. Um, 
Number three, Gibraltar is a tank. Okay. You really have to get that in your mindset. Everybody knows right now that Gibraltar has a great kit. He's very versatile. He has defensive, offensive support capabilities. Uh, but your role primarily as the tank of the team is to soak up damage. So do that. This is why I love playing with you. You and yeah, make fun <laughs> of me if you want, but really you need to be there to lead the charge. Don't be afraid of being the first one in uh, to a close quarter building. Uh, Gibraltar should really be used to take fire away from uh, legends like Pathfinder. When Pathfinder's in a building, he can't really grapple away. Like mm-hmm. He is really hurt by having low profile. Pathfinder should not be the first one in. It should be Gibraltar. Yeah, and this is something that really requires communication mm-hmm. and making sure that you are on the same page with your Gibraltar and saying like, hey, I'm going into this building. Like, you got to be lined up right behind that Gibraltar because you don't want to strand him by himself if he is willing to take all these bullets for you. Yeah, for sure. Gibraltar is huge and his gun shield is kind of like a light beacon. Even if you're in the middle of a field, um, use that to your team's advantage by being the person that focuses fire away from your teammates while they're trying to flank around or have to heal on the side. So definitely embody that tank persona. Next, I want to talk a little bit about the weapon selection you might want to pick up with Gibraltar. Uh, Long range is going to be pretty good uh, just because that that aim down sights really helps uh, with those assault rifles. Uh, I myself lean towards the Hemlock and the G7, uh, but really any assault rifle is really strong. Flatline Havoc, uh, very good weapons, uh, definitely would use those. Snipers, you may assume, uh, are really good with Gibraltar, uh, just because he has a very unique ability with the gun shield to peek, so you can kind of peek a corner, and if you get, you know, sniped, your gun shield's going to absorb it. Uh, But I think that playing Gibraltar a lot, snipers aren't the best, just because his gun shield gives away your position. So if you are traditionally sniping from really long, um, the gun shield shows people exactly where you are. Um, and then if you are super far away using a sniper, um, you're kind of limited because you can't quite use your ultimate because you're a bit too far and you can't really use your, your tactical and the dome as effectively. So really you want to be in that medium range fight uh, as much as possible. And don't use shotguns. And don't really use shotguns. I, you can use shotguns, but it's just hard to be effective with shotguns when you really want to aim down sights as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, it's just harder to really hit those shots and make quick movements when you're aiming it's down sights. It's more just so. that you're, if you're really like focused on, like if your favorite gun's the Peacekeeper or if you're a really yeah. big EVA person, you're not maximizing that gun and you're not maximizing the play style of your character by, you know, leaning into that. Yeah, I think if you do like shotguns, go to a more movement-centric, legend with a smaller hitbox and you'll be able to get up close uh we're almost done here shay's really excited to talk about caustic so you know we'll get to that i'm on the edge of my seat uh but next is that fast res uh, that gibraltar has recently come into uh, with this tactical dome shield he can really deploy a very unique piece of artificial cover um, that allows you to have these fast combat reses kind of like lifeline use that you know don't be afraid of popping down a bubble pretty aggressively and getting a quick pickup on your teammate because then they can heal faster underneath that bubble as well. Yeah, bubble took him to another level. Like when they added that fast res ability, that's really what skyrocketed him to just being a top tier 
I play a lot of Gibraltar and I definitely try to focus on really being kind of gutsy and pushing those fast reses. Uh, With other Gibraltars that I see online, uh, they're not as quick to using that fast res. Um, But with this kit, um, I definitely think you should be as fast and responsive as possible to get your teammates back up into the fight. Uh, I think it's a great ability. And last but not least, just kind of a summarizing point, movement for Gibraltar is tough. Um, He's huge. He's over 200,000 pixels, by far the biggest hitbox in the game. Um, If you do get into a position where you're overexposed, you're separated from your teammates, uh, it can be really easy for Gibraltar to get caught in hot water. Like, yeah, he's got an arm shield uh, and, you know, fortified, but if he's all by himself, it's kind of tough. And with no way to easily escape, uh, you can definitely get stuck. The piece of advice I would give is sometimes you do have to turn and run. Uh, but one of the strategies I use is I use the dome not to hide in, but to hide behind. So I'll be running away. I'll toss the bubble behind me or in front of me and use it as a wall to kind of protect me as I get back to my team. Yeah, that's a good point. What would you give for advice on the Gibraltar Ultimate? Uh, use it frequently. Uh, you can get it three or four times a game without any ultimate accelerants. I definitely think that you should use it. It has a pretty small area of effect um, compared to what it used to have and the damage, uh, but definitely use it. Um, it can, it's very loud. It's the loudest ultimate in the game, mm-hmm. you know, so it can kind of obscure movement as well. You can even you know, put it on top of buildings uh, if you want to flank around it, um, but it's a, it's a pretty good ultimate. It's a really good ability, and you also use it a lot to run away, like if you have yeah. to. And yeah. that's part of like, you know, really maximizing that ability in of itself. Any other last thoughts on Gibraltar before we dive into the best legend in the game? Uh, yeah, I guess Gibraltar being the second best. Uh, definitely pick him up if you haven't already. Let me know what you think of Gibraltar. Um, you know, if he needs a buff, if he needs a nerf, what that would be. Um, you know, I think that Watson is a pretty good counter to his ultimate. But mm-hmm. I really try to focus fire those Watson ultimates uh, before I need to use the artillery. Um, but overall, I think Gibraltar is a very solid legend. Uh, but going into season five, things might switch up. Yeah, I really think they should make Gibraltar a little bit smaller, maybe like smaller than Wraith. I've, yeah, I've heard that floating around a couple if places. You could have like a pocket-sized Gibraltar. That'd be really good. That'd I be think. good. Yeah. With that though, let's dive into caustic. Uh, I know I'm speaking to less people than you uh, when we're talking about caustic players, but to my caustic people out there listening and anyone interested, which should be everyone, I love you. First and foremost, caustic is an incredibly difficult character to use. Is that fair to say, you think? That is fair. Everybody agrees with that. It's a character that requires a high amount of communication, and as much as I've been playing him lately, I still don't play him a lot when I'm solo queuing. Uh, just because it can really mess up your team. And so he plays best in your party. Um, If you're partied up and you really want to maximize Caustic, I would recommend having a Bloodhound on your team or partnering it with a Bangalore as well. And really, I think the first thing we need to talk about are the Caustic Traps and how to really utilize them. Because they have a lot of abilities. They have a lot of uses. And first and foremost, for anyone that doesn't know, you can have six caustic traps out at the same time. Um, and so if you think yours are like expiring, it's just that you've hit your max limit. They don't say it anywhere. 
Uh, it's not like Watson where they tell you how many fences you have. Uh, it's this, a hard legend. It was a trial they and error. They hard on you. They do. They do. And the traps have a lot of abilities. First and foremost, the ability to block doors is the first one that comes to mind. If you're holding the building, um, you can place the trap between where the doors are opening and really just block them completely. I would personally recommend not blocking every door to a building, having a way out, and then you know putting a trap right to the side of the door so you still do know if somebody is coming in that way. Uh, another fun thing that Caustic can do is you can really make a wall if you have to. If you're in a tough situation, uh, late game I've seen a lot of really, really good players doing this, especially if you have a gold helmet on that Caustic, is if you pop two traps down, you can really hide behind those traps, especially if the someone shoots them and then you've got the gas all around you. It's really hard to be seen. And it's really effective for helping you survive a little bit longer if you're in a pinch. The biggest thing about Caustic, though, is yes, he's a really, really, really good character at holding down buildings and really staying on lockdown. But he's also incredible to control a fight and really zoning people. If you're fighting a team in the open, you can throw these traps really far. Like you can throw them very far. And if you throw three traps off to your left, you know that team isn't going to move for the flank that direction. And then if you throw an ultimate to the right, then you can force them to come down the middle at you. There's a lot of ways that a caustic can actually control a fight, which is something that's really cool. I think that you're pretty unique in doing that. I don't think that's a mainstream tactic. So that's something to kind of pay attention to. It's just what I would recommend from Tossing playing him. traps just into the open in order to zone off an area. I don't see a lot of other people do that. And I think it works. It does work. On the flip side, though, I will say if you're running away from a fight, make sure you are not just tossing the traps right in the middle of the pathway in the open. Like if you're running away, throw them behind rocks, throw them behind cars where they will come out and surprise mm-hmm. people. Because as you know, as someone that's played against the caustic and my, I myself, if you get hit by a trap, you don't push through the trap a lot of the times. It's not normally the right play to push straight through the trap. You can't. Yeah. You really can't. It slows you down so much. And I'll just interject and say that playing caustic is an art. It really is. The Aww. placement of traps is so important. Like putting them in strategic locations behind rocks, zoning off areas like you're saying. And even at the beginning when you're talking about uh, blocking off doors, your teammates can't disactivate traps. They can't get through those doors. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to be this master of the traps in order to make them really good yeah next point i will say is a lot of people really like to couple watson with caustic um this is really hard and back to the whole communication aspect of caustic because the watson uh pylons and the or the fences will activate the caustic traps and it just really then you know throws away all the effort you put in for placing them in certain places um my advice, if you are playing with a Watson, which is still a great you know strategy, just because having that Watson ultimate is awesome. But if you guys are like in a building, I tend to have like the caustic, you know, hold down that bottom area with gas, so like they gas that up, and then you take the top floor with the Watson uh, and try to really separate those traps for the most part, or just really be working with that Watson, so that way you don't overlap them as much. And because trap is not a really quick cooldown time. And so you really want to maximize them when you are using them. 
Next little bit of thing I will say is, and this is kind of fun, and this is maybe dumb, but when you see an enemy caustic trap, you got to take advantage of that and push through it. Because the enemy caustics, and I do it all the time too, you don't, in your mind, really expect another caustic to be, you know, attacking you. Yeah. And it's really weird. And there's so many times where if you just attack a team that has all these traps out, you can catch them by surprise, get one knock. And then by the time the traps have expired and your team can come in, you're fighting with a serious advantage. And on the other point, if you do engage full on with another team and you both teams have identified uh, each other, I try to have my team really focus on that enemy caustic to eliminate that threat because the last thing you want to do is use an ultimate when the enemy team has a caustic and just really disrupt your own teammates. And that's a whole nother thing in of itself is caustic is the only legend that truly does hurt his teammates. And so being able to maximize the gas and not ruining your teammates uh, vision is a challenge. And so with that ultimate, I try to never throw it on my teammates or in my own like area unless it's an absolute dire emergency to heal in or something. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, when it comes to the ultimate in of itself, I like to use it very aggressively, especially if you're in a building. Um, Caustic is a legend that I've grown attracted to because taking a one-on-two is very easy when the two people can't move. And that is something the ultimate really does allow you to do. And so really focusing on the placement of it. And so like if you know, you throw ultimate into the second floor and you push into that first floor, you got to know that these people are going to be coming downstairs and running away. It's really just becomes a thinking game when you're using caustic. And then especially I will say, in a one-on-one, if you can throw that ult on somebody, it's over. Like, that's a guaranteed win. It's very good. Any other thoughts? Like, do you have any questions yeah, I, I should answer? Okay. So, I had a really strong game on Kings Canyon. Double-digit kills. Uh, I lost one of my teammates. It was just me and a caustic. I was playing Gibraltar. Was this me? No, this is not you. Aww. And we were in swamps on Kings Canyon, and we got pushed into one of those really small buildings one door on each side Mm -hmm. and the caustic on my team put a trap on each of those two doors oh man and so i couldn't get out which is fine team kind of pushes in the gas goes off i can't see but that's fine i'm chilling behind my arm shield other team has a caustic tosses his ultimate in and i die to gas yeah i can't get out i can't move i don't even know it's enemy gas until it's way too late Mm -hmm. and i guess my question is why haven't we seen like a hot patch to change the colors is the gas so good that it should be that way i don't really change the color i think they should change the colors of the traps at least so you know like an enemy trap versus a you know one that's your own um i just wonder if They've created like this, the gas is green. It's in the trailers, it's in the character art and everything. Yeah. And so altering the color, like I've heard some people say they want Bangalore smoke to be a different color, like if it's an enemy smoke or something, which don't don't make make any sense to me. Um, But I think they're going to be more along that lines of, I think part of the reason that Caustic is not amazingly well played is because it is such a challenge because it's hard on your teammates and that's just part of it. 
And like I was saying, that's why I try not to block both doors when I'm playing Caustic personally. Yeah. And then I guess my second question slash comment is when you play Caustic, you put up great numbers and great damage numbers. You do a lot more damage with Caustic than pretty much anybody else. Yes, sir. One of the big reasons for that is the gas. Mm-hmm. It does four damage a tick. And it grows. So just, I don't know if you could just talk a little bit about that. It's quite unique. You know, Watson has these fences, which mm-hmm. can block doors and are defensive, kind of like the gas. But you don't see Watson's getting huge damage from those fences. The yeah. gas does. So I will say just in general from a playstyle standpoint, the reason I've been playing old caustic is I am the type of person where I like to take the base model of the game. And so like what is Apex at its core? Shooting. First person shooter. Um, deal damage with the guns. And so then how do you add additional damage into there outside of that? And so having the traps and being able to use them aggressively is so nice like i we just played a game where i shot one person like we died off drop i shot one person in the head of the wingman and did 86 damage and i ended with 190 damage yeah like that is very weird that that can happen just from gas and the last thing i will say is stacking those traps on top of each other is huge because yeah four damage a tick is a lot but if you're doing eight damage a tick to a person in there caustic is so unique in that he's bypassing the shields and dealing Mm -hmm. damage straight to the health and that is why he is so dominant and inside in these areas and so if you're playing caustic you got to control the interior and land bunker every freaking time that's church right there. (laughs) that's church i mean i would love if you guys have some other questions just about the play style of either caustic or gibraltar feel free to send them in to us um well, I don't know. We'll do another Mastering the Legends soon. Yeah, uh, we'll, I kind of liked this segment. It's I, fun. I want to hear if other people liked it, but uh, we have a lot of work to do if we want to continue this segment. Yeah, for sure. I could probably speak to Mirage, and that's about it, but hopefully <laughs> that gets changed up a lot soon. That's right. So now we have some questions, so let's dive into this mailbag. We're really excited. This is the first mailbag that's full five-star Apple Pod questions. Yeah. This is really awesome. And we have to prioritize these guys. Yeah. So I'm sorry if you guys were on Instagram, Twitter, or anywhere and we don't get to your questions today. As you know, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question, uh, it's guaranteed to be answered on the podcast within the first next two episodes. And so the first question is coming from LG. What are your guys' Xbox gamer tags? Is this something you want to share, Henry? Yeah, sure. Uh, my gamer tag is Haywire Grunt. Uh, feel free to send me a request. Yeah, I'm Unshaped Pair. I'll put those both in the description below, just so the spelling, I guess, doesn't confuse some people. But yeah, feel free to add us. Um, in all seriousness, we're in full parties most of the time when we're playing. Uh, we'd really like to try and play with all you guys. But like I said, if you're looking for people to play, uh, send us an email with like your gamer tag, uh, what level you are, what kind of play style you're trying to do, and we'll make sure to share it out on the podcast. Uh, take the next question. All right, number two is coming from I am Watson. I'm Watson. What do you think of the Battle Armor event? Yeah, talked a little about it in the news today. Yep. Haven't had a chance to play yet, but we will very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, next podcast, we're really gonna dive deep into it, just because we'll have played it a pretty good amount by then. 
but I'm just excited for the switch up and I think it'll be fun and a kind of a new way to play battle royales in general. Yeah, this could be huge to the game, even a bigger change than duos, uh, to be totally honest. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next question is coming in from Charlie. Which map do you guys most like? This is a tough one. I think we're, I, I know my answer, answer is slightly unorthodox because there's a lot of love for King's Canyon, but I personally like World's Edge a bit more uh, just because it is so open and I just think it looks absolutely stunning. The colors are amazing. Like as much as I love King's Canyon, the sand and the uh, dirt is a little dull sometimes and World's <laughs> Edge, it, it's just amazing. It's yeah, you got greenery, really ice, lava. It's so cool. Um, Definitely my favorite map personally, and you don't get third parties as much on it. Do you like season three or season four? Season uh, three more personally. Uh, capital city all intact. As much as I love the Harvester area, I, yeah, the capital city being intact is what I miss for sure. Yeah, for sure. I guess my answer is I agree. You know, I think that Shay and I both uh, respect World's Edge, think that it's a, an upgraded map. Um, but you know, I also got to give some love to Kings Canyon. It's so oh, yeah. nostalgic to play on. I have so many hours playing on it. Uh, and so I definitely, I can't disrespect where it all started. It's, it's the most nostalgic map and I, I still love it. I'm not going to hate on either of these. They're both great maps. Next question coming from Green Bean Washin. What are your thoughts on the energy SMG? Talking about the Volt that is said to be on the horizon. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm just excited for another SMG to be in this meta and really adding another energy gun is kind of needed because they took two of them away. Energy weapons are so good right now. Yeah. And I think oh. we're going to see them. I think season five, we're going to have the Volt come in. Energies, weapons in general, maybe even the ammo type are going to be uh, nerfed or restructured a little bit, but I'm I'm very excited to see this new weapon. and. I'll definitely be using it for sure. Next question is coming from Data Personado. I need help with strafing. Every YouTuber says to strafe, but I can't remember to do it every battle. And when I do it, I can't hit my shots. Can you help me? And what are your thoughts? I got some ideas. Yeah, yeah, share away. Pretty much, strafing is a great movement strategy. Um, I think if you're trying to implement it into your kind of your subconscious in your fights because this is a twitch game you know it's a first person shooter you mm -hmm. have to be doing things pretty rapidly reactionary it's reactionary um real real quick actually before you keep going love the thought you're on but just real quick strafing in case somebody does not know what it is uh essentially you're moving left to right uh horizontally back and forth while you're shooting while you're in a gunfight making you harder to hit essentially continue great clarification so with that being said you know, a lot of YouTubers, this is, you know, great advice to strafe, to be harder to hit. Two pieces of advice I'd give. If you're learning it, don't go too extreme. Like, don't go super far left, super far right. Just, you know, mm -hmm. slight movements, if you're not Gibraltar, can be enough to really impact your game. If you're Wraith or Octane or Bangalore or Lifeline, being able to just go slightly left and right uh, can definitely help your chances in a fight. If you're avoiding those headshots and getting armed, Getting hit in the arm instead of in the chest greatly uh, help you out. Uh, and then the second piece of advice I would say is in order to help uh, that kind of mental programming of putting it into your your movement in a fight is every gunfight, just say, I'm going to move left, 
and then right. I'm just going to move slightly to the left, and then I'm going to come back to center. If you can do that consistently, then you can add more of a right movement. You can go you know, broader left and right. But if you want to start putting this into your uh, repertoire, I think that's a really good place to start. Just slight movement left and having that idea in your head. I'm going to move left, and then I'm going to come back to center. And I think uh, even with that, you'll see a little bit of improvement. Well said. Um, what I will add to that is, you know, strafing is really hard. And you'll hear this in every YouTube video. And the reason you're going to hear this in every video and tutorial is because it's true. Uh, go to the firing range. Uh, do it for a long yeah, time in the firing advice. range. It great is great advice. advice. It is great advice. And it's not fun. It's not fun. Uh, it's needed, though. Uh, it's a lot harder to learn how to strafe in game when you might get into one firefight where you use it every 20 minutes versus being able to do it on repeat for just an hour. And then, you know, the unfortunate thing I will tell anyone that wants to try and learn how to strafe for the first time um, you're going to die and you're going to lose a couple firefights because of it off the bat. And it's just something like, you got to know that, yeah, it kind of sucks that, you know, you died and you might have killed them if you hadn't strafed. But in the long run, it will pay off. Uh, strafing is hard, though. It's something like I still don't do it every time. I bounce really instead of strafing just because it's easier for me. Um, but if you can add it into your game, it's going to make you a substantially better player. Nowadays, we just hide behind gas and domes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it works, it works. We're talking about adding a character with a fortress. That would be great. That would really fit my playstyle. That style. would fit our playstyle <laughs> a lot of just, you know, hunker, hunker down. That's right. Next question is coming from Sammy Boy 2 What are your thoughts on Smurf accounts? I personally love making them uh, because it's really fun to see bots and get the free wins early. Uh, this is a hilarious question. Uh, Smurf accounts, if you don't know, is pretty much when you, you make it a brand new account and you're really a, a diamond or a platinum player, but now you're playing in, you know, bronze lobbies and mm -hmm. general uh, matchmaking. Yeah. Shay, what do you think about this? You know, I've made one account on one other account on Xbox, and that was because I wanted to play with my friends that were still down in silver and gold, and they really only wanted to play ranked. Um, and it's awesome. I, I will not lie. It's incredibly fun to, you know, go through those first couple games just destroying everyone. They don't even shoot back. They don't shoot back. Um, but I would not recommend making multiple accounts over and over and over again. Um, one, you'll never carry over your cosmetics. Uh, you'll get lucky on one account and eventually get something good you want there. And then it'll be it'll tough. Break your heart. Yeah, it will. <laughs> and then I'll just say, like, I love this game. I want this game to prosper. I want it to be as healthy as possible. And what that means is allowing the new players to learn at their learning curve. Um, people aren't going to want to stick around if they're getting just absolutely destroyed by people in the first couple times they play. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess maybe we can go on a slight tangent to this question in that, you know, we both have friends that are, you know, starting to play this game mm -hmm. and aren't at our same level of hours logged um they can't play with us yeah they can't our our even our public lobbies are way too competitive way too hard and when they want to play with us they're put into those same lobbies what do you think about that well i mean i think that's what i'm trying to say in that like if you have another account it's fine if you have one other one just for playing with those people the issue is when you're making them over and over and over again and you're solo queuing trying to get 20 kills and 
4K badges and all that kind of That's stuff. That's just the way to a broken heart. Well, and I just, is it going to be satisfactory? Like, if you get your 20 kill badge, but you know you did it against bots, is is that have the same appeal as, you know, it's like a, actually doing it's it? It's a tragedy in the writing. It's just, it's going to be sad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's fun to dominate. It's fun to win. Most people do it. Nothing's as satisfying, though, as uh, winning in those diamond lobbies with big kill games. Uh, this one is coming from someone without a username. So I've been playing ranked solo queue a lot lately. I know it's not the best idea, but I've climbed to platinum in this split. With about 10 days left, now 17, right? Should I be searching for other people to play with through social slash discord? Or if I can climb solo, should I keep doing that? Great job solo queuing. Uh, definitely playing ranked is very hard alone. Uh, that definitely improves that you know, definitely have some skill in the game. Uh, the truth bomb that I'll drop here is now that you're in platinum and you're on your way to diamond, big change in the game. I really think that solo queuing is a lot less viable. Um, Shay and I were just going through kind of the, the official report of what the player distribution was in ranked. Oh my ranked. goodness, it was crazy. Really uh, quite interesting. And there was a huge difference between platinum and diamond. Yeah, it was 2.5% in diamond. Yeah, 0.2% right. were master and apex predator. Yeah. Uh, very different from last split. Yeah, socials work a lot. I mean, on the Xbox one, uh, the play with me has been really effective when you're trying to find people. Uh, send us an email. We'll share out your gamer tag. Hopefully you can get some people on playing with you from there. Uh, I We don't use a lot of Discord. We're working on trying to start something up for you guys on there. Uh, but yeah, I think really doing whatever you can to find teammates to play with. And you know, you'll meet some new people. We've made a lot of friends you know, playing Apex with just randoms and other people. Yeah, another quick tip is join our Instagram. Yeah, third party pod. We have a really great community and it's growing incredibly quickly. Uh, just drop a comment on one of our uh, pictures and posts and uh, you might connect with somebody there. Hopefully. Yeah. Last question today is Mark from Canada. From Canada. Hey. We're going international. <laughs> uh, what's your take on the current popularity of Apex? Is there anything Respawn could do better to grow their player base? Apex. It's a great game. It's an underappreciated game, in my opinion. Speaks for itself. Um, is there anything Respawn could be doing better? I think what we're seeing right now is something big. The introduction of this limited time mode, uh, potentially leading into a permanent change, is Apex directly saying, we want to address the competitive scene, and we want to be a part of the competitive scene and grow popularity through there. Apex is never going to out-content Fortnite. Uh, it's just not on the same level from there. And so they're doing and pulling ideas from what they've seen uh, in success with COD and Warzone. And I think that we're going to see an increase coming around in the Season 5 in the player base. Yeah, I think from a strategic standpoint, Respawn is making a really great move here. Uh, you know, Recently, uh, Fortnite had Travis Scott unveil a new song, Astronomical. Uh, live in the game yeah that was cool uh that sort of publicity is huge and definitely can grow a player base um but apex kind of leaning into this competitive mindset and appealing to you know pro players and tournament play uh, i think it's really going to be helpful for them yeah and i mean i think that they should add some creator codes to the game we would love to have a creator code to give out to you guys um you know just giving a reason for people to listen to content creators and 
watch streams and stuff because Apex doesn't perform well on the stream numbers because there's no incentive for streamers to play Apex outside of the enjoyment of the game and if they can draw an audience from it. Yeah. Plus uh, the content craver. Yeah. Plus the content craver. Is what it is. And the marvelous mastiff. Ooh. Ooh off the dome. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I think that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Thank you guys for listening so much. Please subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question on Apple Pods, and we will make sure to answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We try to interact with all of you guys. That's where we post polls. That's where we post pictures of the stuff we talked about. Um, shoot us an email to thirdpartypod at gmail.com. Any comments or anything like that. Uh, I saw your guys' wingman email. That was hilarious. That cracks me up. A little shout-out right there. Um, Legend Concept sent it to us on the email. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Take it easy. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>